Hello, and welcome back to We Are In Between, the podcast that discusses an episode of As Told by Ginger once a week, every week. And this week we're discussing Ten Chairs, the penultimate episode of the series. It's episode 57, our episode 54. This one aired on November 24th, 2004. So now we are back to the good old days, so to speak. But not the good old days where it aired on Nickelodeon, but the somewhat somber days when it aired on the Nicktoons network. Oh, so it was still on the Nicktoons network. Yeah, this was when it was shifted over to the Nicktoons network. And that was when episodes such as, um, you know, Stuff Will Kill Ya and uh, this episode aired. And then afterwards, no other episodes aired again until the Nicksplat aired the four episodes that we talked about a few weeks ago. For sure. This episode was written by Eric Casimiro. And in this one, Ginger decides to give the last open chair at the Thanksgiving table to her father, Jonas. Lois does not know this is happening, and this doesn't sit well with Carl. Carl and Hoodsy purchase a turkey so that they can set it free, uh, but this ultimately ruins the party. And now Ashley and I d- discussed this one on the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast at Thanksgiving 2016, and we loved it then. This episode was so much more satisfying to watch, knowing all the context and the complex family dynamic going on. That must have been really strange, considering that you discussed about the second to last episode of The by Ginger, and I guess you and Ashley never pointed out that they look slightly different, that Ginger's hair is slightly longer, Lois has lost weight. Who's this Dr. Dave character? What's this creepy mother-in-law? Well, we were curious. I mean, we figured it out kind of quickly about Dr. Dave. Like, okay, so she finds someone... But we didn't really watch the show enough to notice all of the, like, style differences of the characters. Or maybe we did and I'm not remembering right. Hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah, I'll have to re-listen to that one. Yeah, so anyway, to do our little little intro, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're so close to the end. We're in between. Someone once told me the grass is much greener. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for season three. Being proud of who you are no matter what you do. You definitely see the characters progress a lot more. They start growing up. I think Ginger and Darren are endgame. It is a masterpiece of an episode. Oh, it's the cattiest moment in the history of television. Trust me, everybody has been excited for our thoughts on it. Who's the girl in the pink capri? It's Courtney, it's Courtney! This is a Thanksgiving episode, and yeah, we've already discussed about Christmas, we discussed about April Fool's Day, we discussed about Easter, so now we're getting into Thanksgiving, and yeah, it's kind of interesting that the, the, the second to last episode of the series is a Thanksgiving special. And this one aired the day before, I think we talked about previously, the day before Thanksgiving 2004. So yeah, basically the episode starts off with um, the preparations of Thanksgiving dinner, and Ginger is thinking about inviting her father Jonas uh, to the Thanksgiving dinner, and she wants to make it a surprise, which is kind of interesting considering that um, in Hello Stranger, she let her mom know that she wanted to invite 
um, her dad over to the poem reading, but now she wants to have it as a surprise. But then again, she did state it that she wanted to have it a surprise that um, her father would show up and maybe they would go out for ice cream or something. So I guess she still has that mentality that, oh, I want to invite um, dad along for Thanksgiving so that we can be a family and maybe, and you know, because he doesn't really have anywhere to go. And um, so, yeah, this this decision is uh, doesn't exactly sit very well with anybody. It's it's actually so uncomfortable. It very much is. There's a lot of discomfort in this episode between the family dynamics. And it's just like an awkward family get together to the extreme. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it doesn't really help much that Dr. Dave's mother shows up. She and this is just peak her. She is so extra, so critical, so excessive. And I remember when we discussed this on FNN, I thought she might be a one-off character in this episode, but to my disappointment, she is not. Oh no, and next week's episode, she is the worst that she ever became. Yep. Yeah, pure evil. Yeah, she, like I said, like I mentioned before, she is Miranda and Mipsy bad. Even worse, arguably, yeah. Yeah, but we'll get to that next week, don't you worry. So, yeah, so I guess we can go over to Carl and Hoodsy's plot. So, Carl and Hoodsy decide to buy a turkey because they want to set it free. And this turkey is completely wild, and it starts causing a lot of mayhem, even so much as, like, you know, destroying some of their items in the, the, in the doghouse, and it swallows the petrified eyeball yeah and to my knowledge that's the last we see of it is that a series wrap on the eyeball it's gone for good oh man crazy that that's how that ends after almost 60 episodes of antics yeah so we went from carl having it to blake having it to Carl having it again, to Blake having it again, to Carl having it again. Now it's being digested by a turkey. So yeah, we, we yeah, followed this petrified right. eyeball throughout the entire series. And we even had it as our little intro in the, the second season of War in Between, where Ashley was asking about the petrified eyeball. Yep, and that's just it, yeah. And next week, we'll be discussing about another thing that Carl and Hoodsy have been cherishing throughout the series that goes away too. So yeah, um, there's not really much to say about this episode except that it's just so, so uncomfortable. And then even the bishops show up and man, you can cut the tension with a knife. Yeah, as Lois says, here's the eggnog. I wish I could say it was spiked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one of my favorite lines, absolutely. Oh, Carl says this to his dad brutally. He says, I guess you don't get too many home-cooked dinners living your bachelor life. Oof. Ugh, once again, Carl is just not forgiving for Jonas, which again no. is very justified because Jonas was pretty absent in their lives. Yep. Although Carl and Hoodsy trying to be vegan is hilarious to me. That whole plot was great. Oh, and I have a task for one of our listeners if they're up for it. Someone in the comments on YouTube or on Twitter. Can you count up how many times the Carl plots feature animals i'm curious i haven't looked into this and i really want to see if someone can do that <laughs> i do think the jonas carl scene at the table i'm skipping near the end but we're kind of all over the place the scene at the table just the two of them after everyone has left is a really 
touching scene. It's one of the strongest in the show for me about the divorce and how Jonas tried to make the best decision given the circumstances that they weren't going to work out. And Carl totally leaves with a new understanding of his parents and especially his dad. Oh, absolutely. I think that this is definitely Carl's way of letting go of his anger towards his father. And I think this is him accepting him as, you know, maybe not so much as a father, but just Maybe, like, someone close to a family member because, he, I mean, sure, he never calls him dad, but he's, when he when he called him Jonas, he wasn't, like, saying it in a stern way. He was saying it in a more calm way, and they even washed the dishes together, and they were spending a little bit more time together, which is something that I feel that maybe this is Carl's step towards accepting his father for who he was, and... You know, uh, you, we see that Jonas is trying to, um, you know, do good in this very uncomfortable and awkward situation. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And like, even though the episode is awkward, there's a lot of just nougaty warm fuzzies in here of just nice moments between family members. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see Ginger trying so hard to making sure that the Thanksgiving dinner is perfect, similar to what she did for an Even Stephen holiday special. And, you know, we see, um, you know, the bishops, they're they're wondering about, you know, what's what what's going what's going on and, you know, how, how they're going to be able to support them. And, uh, you know, Carl and Hoodsy trying to um kind of like oppose Thanksgiving, which, you know, it's a, it's a trope that has happened in a lot of shows in which, you know, Thanksgiving is about, um, you know, eating and stuff like that, when it should be about, you know, caring for the Native Americans. And, you know, this this stuff has happened before. I've seen a King of the Hill episode like that in which um, John Redcorn is trying to buy off an acre of land and teaches Bobby about the ways of the Native Americans, about how they were gypped at the end. And Bobby decides to boycott the the Thanksgiving dinner and um, Hank is trying to teach him about how to carve the turkey and trying to, you know, show him the traditional ways. But Bobby is pretty much uh, declining of it until they reach an agreement and an understanding at the end. But yeah, just seeing Carl and Hoodsy's um, depiction of that is actually pretty hilarious. Uh, where everything just goes completely wrong and the turkey ruins the dinner, which is kind of ironic considering that the turkey is the main course of the dinner. <laughs> right, Yeah. Yeah, the turkey antics are funny and serious at the same time. Like, they're serious to Carl, but it's kind of ridiculous. Hoodsy's had a diminished role in season three as well. Severely diminished role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, usually when we talk about the Carl and Hoodsy plot, but it's been pretty... Yeah, you're right. Hoodsy's uh, portrayal in the series has greatly diminished. And I get Carl would find his independence in middle school. Like, that totally makes sense that they'd grow apart in some ways in terms of how much time they spend together. I buy that. But he's such a great character that I miss him. Yeah, that is true. I mean, um, you know, we don't hear, we don't see um, Carl and Hoodsy hanging out with... I mean, we do see them with Blake or with Brandon occasionally, but Carl has pretty much gone uh, full independence, whether it be, you know, occasionally with Noel in the earlier season, in the early th- um, se- um, early part of season three, or in the later part of season three, in which he's mostly with the adults. We've had an episode with Carl and Lois. We've had a few episodes with Carl and Dr. Dave. We've had, an, um, we've had two episodes with Carl and Buddy. So... Yeah, Carl and Hoodsy's plots have actually greatly diminished as, as, at this point in time. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty uh, understanding that, again, what we were discussing about with Carl in last week's episode about how 
um, he's trying to become mature. He's trying to find out who he truly is as a person. I guess, you know, him um, with Hoodsy is like um, kind of like what they used to do as children. But again, you know, trying to be mature and trying to, you know, leave their old antics behind. I guess um, Hoodsy was partly that. Yes. No, that's that's true. And I don't think it's a flaw of the show that his role is diminished. It's just a little bit sad that it happens. But we get him here, and he's just kind of awkwardly there at this... And that must be really uncomfortable for him. Oh, it's uncomfortable with everybody. Right, but he's not related to anyone there. Considering that Dr. Dave's mom is there, and the last time that he and Dr. Dave's mom were together, she bit his ear. Yeah, and speaking of ears... <laughs> A lot of ear stuff in this show that she bit Hoodsy's ear and then Ginger dresses up as an ear and now the turkey bites uh, Mrs. Dave's ear. That's really brutal. The blood on the table and everything that was so shocking. Oh, absolutely. Like, how often do you see in Nicktoons in which a character bleeds? Yeah, very few, if any, besides this. I'll bet Invader Zim does. Yeah, sometimes uh, Invader Zim, maybe sometimes occasionally Avatar, The Last Airbender, or Legend of Korra, and maybe, uh, and also TMNT, but yeah, just, but, you know, those were like action-packed moments, but no, this is like legit, this is for real. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. I don't know, I don't have a ton more to say about this episode, you know, the highlight for me is the Jonas Carl scene at the end, that's really caps it all off. Oh yeah, that's hands down my favorite moment, and of course, Ginger talking about how sometimes you can't plan on the perfect Thanksgiving, that just being with family is just perfect enough, and seeing Carl and Jonas washing the dishes together, just that little oh. moment really, really cemented it, I thought that was perfect. Yeah, it's the imperfections that make the holiday memories you really cherish. A nice little button on the episode from Ginger. All right, uh, time to give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to give it a yay. I really do enjoy this episode. It's one of the very few Thanksgiving episodes for Nicktoons, which is surprising to believe. It's, uh, yes, we did t talk about how awkward it was throughout this entire discussion, but... It's awkward because it's real. I mean, think about it. Um, you have um, you have Ginger inviting her biological father over to Thanksgiving dinner with her mom, her new boy, her new fiance, his mother, and another family. And of course, it's going to be incredibly uncomfortable as to what are they going to talk about? And of course, it doesn't help that Dr. Dave's mother constantly complains and she gives a lot of critiques that are not good. And um, we see Carlin Hoodsy's um, trying to go vegan, and then the the turkey pretty much attacks and ruins everything, and um, that goes completely disastrous. And you know Carl's feelings towards Jonas is, you know, of course, ter it was typical with Carl because he doesn't like Jonas, but. It all makes up for it because the episode is so sweet and that ending is so powerful. I absolutely love it. So I give it a yay. Yep, this one is an unhesitant yay from me. It's a beautiful episode that highlights the complexity of large family dynamics and the awkwardness of family get-togethers at holidays and the sort of bringing together of all these different personalities that can be difficult. So love this episode, love the things we learn about a lot of these characters and strength we find Carl to forgive, Jonas to reach out to his son, and to even show up in the first place. Ginger to invite him is very brave and thoughtful, even if it 
you know, is ultimately not the greatest idea. Uh, just love this episode. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. So tune in next week as we're going to be discussing about the last episode of the entire series. Wow. I know. It's so crazy. It's. I can't believe it. Are, we're already here. Yeah, we've already made it this far to the last episode of As Told by Ginger, The Wedding Frame. And we have a huge surprise for you. So stay oh, tuned. Yeah. We stay tuned for that. This is something that we've been planning on for months. Yep, we are, we are summoning the ghost of Maud to come and discuss. Yes, <laughs> yes. Maud will be joining us in this episode recap of the wedding frame, even though she's not in it. Yeah. Okay, she was but watching. Ser- she was always there. Yeah. No, seriously, we do have a very special surprise in store. So, stay tuned next week, and hope to see you around soon. Thank you for listening.